Mic check, mic check, mic check. Mic check, mic check, mic check. I just seen a hell of a freestyle. A big daddy came. I think he still got it. Oh, for sure. Still got it. For sure. What right, up? Okay. He's my... Go ahead, go ahead. What you gonna say, Aki? He's my favorite rapper. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite lyricist. What up, what up, what up? Page. This is the Fire, Fire This Time, Time Podcast. My name is Sonny Teray. I'm Akita G. And this is episode 77. Yes, it is. We're happy to be here. We know we missed y'all last week. Before I continue, I'm gonna let Aki do the traditional. Peace, folks. Peace, fam. Thank you for coming back and joining us again. We definitely love to have you here with us. Um, as usual, like, share, subscribe, all major platforms. Check us out. You can find us Fire This Time podcast. We will be there. And uh, I had to take a my bad for me from uh, last week's absence. Brother had some things going on at his working class job. Oh, yeah. They didn't have to do nothing with his working class self, but he had to take care of some things at his working class job, and things happened there. They got a little serious, so, you know, sudden little thing pop up, and I had to do a little cancellation, but we back this week. We got some pretty It's a decent- funny enough situation if you wanted to dig into it. It, it is. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I could put the people business out there like that. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, but, but uh, no, 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 this. I, I didn't fuck up. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 it wasn't on me. It wasn't on me. But uh, anyway, Aki, what are we gonna talk about today? So we got a few topics. Uh, we're gonna talk about Freak Nick, particularly, you know, some of the discourse we expect coming from the documentary. But also, as a bonus, oh my god, <laughs> Aki the G goes to Freak Nick ninety six, <laughs> ninety five. No, it was ninety five. Oh, ninety five. Ninety five. Our brother Aki is a, a freak Nick veteran. You know what I'm I saying? Only went First, to one. <laughs> so he's going to give us the, the first person perspective breakdown <laughs> of what really went on. You know what I'm saying? But we're also going to talk about a lot of the discourse. You know, a lot of people worried. Yeah. They <laughs> should know? be. They should be. <laughs> and uh, But, you know, also we talk about hypersexualization, hi- hypersexualization yeah. a lot on this show and its damaging effects. Yeah. So that, it's going to be a good convo. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, we're going to talk about uh, the tragic story of uh, Ralph Yarl's attempted murder yeah. by an 80-year-old white man. Yep, Kansas City, Missouri. Right. White man not charged. Police claim they're waiting for the victim to give a statement, yeah. even though he was shot in the head and he, trying to recover. He in the hospital trying to recover, and, and, the, and the shooter's at the crib chilling. Now, we're going to dig into that, but the boy... Ralph was trying to look for his younger siblings. Yeah. That was at a house and he was on the wrong block. Mm-hmm. He was a block away from where he was supposed to be at. But it was the right number, you know, street number, wrong street. Yeah. And uh, the 80 year old white man shot the boy. Mm. Uh, man, tragic story. And uh, we're, we're going to come back and talk about that. Also, there's an, uh, the coverage of that. Yeah. Yeah, some wild stuff going on. Wild stuff. Wild, wild stuff. stuff. It's a hidden hand in there. <laughs> spook who said, spook who said by the door, baby, type shit. The spook who was in the editing room. Do you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In mainstream media. And in the edit, yeah, definitely. But no, I mean, hold on. Spook who sat by the door was on our side. There you go. Yeah. So th- this is, <laughs> th- this is 
we need a spook. Yeah. To expose this shit. <laughs> we, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what we need. But yeah, the, the shit is getting spooky. Yes. I will say that. Yes, it is. Shit is getting spooky. But uh, also, um, we're going to kick things off talking about what's going down in New York City. New York City just unveiled that last week uh, three new robotic and AI-assisted technologies. They taking over. To, to watch you niggas. To watch niggas. They, the, the Matrix is real. And uh, so I, I think we start there. You know what I'm saying? I, I think we're going to start there. And uh, I guess my take on it, because once I seen that they had, you know, they was planning on having a robotic dog, yeah. you know, patrol the streets. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, white people by hook or crook is going to make dog remain their best friend. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Even if they got to make robotic ones, you know, as long as they can get them dogs to do their dirty work. Man. You know what I'm saying? This, this, this shit's retarded, Ike. I can only imagine, as a criminal, being chased by an electronic dog. This thing, go, this thing knocking down 50 miles per hour on you. <laughs> Five foot vertical. Five foot vertical, off the roof, busting through doors. It's coming through the front door. It's coming through. Man, hey, I never thought I'd live to see this time. Like, I, and then we here. We seeing electronic. For you know it, it's going to be a, 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 a man-sized something walking down the streets. Patrolling and shit like that With a taser and a baton With a taser and a baton Ready to do business You know what I'm saying I mean They got three little devices That they didn't popped out though You know what I'm saying They got the dog They got a GPS And then I think they got like What is that Like a tracker I thought I think that The, the tracker joint Was the GPS joint And mm-hmm. I think that They had like One maybe related Like first responders And that was more of like The uh, The more simple shape joined that was more upright because they, they, they both yeah. look like sort of but, but they had I, I did yeah they, I think they also had like the robot dog looking joints too yeah. so yeah there was three different ones we're not you know th- we ain't about to break down the technology you know this yeah. you know the fact that it matters is the robots is on the street surveillance yeah. you know what I'm saying but yeah they, they watching you know what I'm saying and but another aspect of this before we move on to the video in which New York City unveils this to the public with mm. the press conference and all that the video is of three black people supporting and introducing this technology to the public. Yeah. So it's remarkable how, you know, they put black faces in these spaces, right? The uh we have the Wakanda. mayor, the we mayor have Wakanda in New York. Right. The mayor Eric Adams, black man. The police commissioner, a black woman. Mm-hmm. And then the police chief is a black man. So when we talk about law, like think about this. This is exactly how they stave off critique, right? Yeah. One thing I know about the NYPD, they are buddy buddy with the Israeli occupation of Palestine, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, yeah, the, uh, Israel's occupation of Palestine. Yeah. That Zionist uh, movement, right? Yeah. And I mean, so the IMF. I oh, know is it the IMF? Or the ID, I, I forget the Israeli Defense Force. I think it's IDF. Yeah. Is linked very closely with the NYPD as far yeah. as sharing training, sharing technology, all that. Well, when they get training from the United States, they get it from NYPD. But also, it gets a lot of backing out of New York because of the large Jewish community up there. 
um, most of the Jew, most of the Jewish communities in the United States is in the East, and they up north. So, you know what I'm saying? Because of that, it's like, um, yeah, a lot of us garner from up north. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's wild that they used us to present that out, but it's hey, that's that that that's that's USA right now. That's how that's how we've been getting down. That's and that's Recently. the essence of neocolonialism, right? You know, yeah. That's how we've been getting down. Yeah. They're gonna put your face on their oppression of you. Yeah. 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 You know, to hide the hand. I mean, at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? You look at all those positions that that affords them bourgeoisie class. And once you get into that, those upper those start excelling through those classes, that's where the real grit of you starts to show to see if you really about what you say you are. They might have been down with the people when they was coming straight out the goddamn the working class. We know that's not the case no more though. Yeah, now you get up there, you presenting shit, and you standing up there proudly presenting this shit. You know what this is gonna do in the hood. Oh yeah, Aki had a problem with with one of them. Yeah. Too proud. You, she was dead, man. You standing too tall, too proud, smiling too big to be representing the master. And I say this. Maybe she was maybe they were smiling that way. I'm talking about the chief. Yeah, I'm talking about her. No, maybe, the commissioner. You're talking the about commissioner. the commissioner. Maybe she was smiling that way because she she a commissioner. And, and you know what? I'm proud of you. Being a commissioner. Meaning, I don't even want to say doing the work, because you know you is working for the pigs. Uh, but you you persevered to get to that status, you know. But uh, yeah, finna let some havoc out on the community up there. Cause from some of the stuff I've been reading, I've been hearing that they're already prospecting where they're gonna put them at, and it's gonna be heavenly. They're gonna be in heavenly black-dominated communities in New York. Now I don't know how true that's gonna be. They may. You know, it, 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 they they gonna test them out, of course, amongst the poor people. They're not gonna put them amongst the, you know, what I'm saying those those other communities and the more affluent communities because they want to make sure that shit works. And also, that's they work for them upper class elite communities. Yeah, yeah, it's made to keep the niggas in check. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, um, it's just fascinating to me, Aki. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I didn't think. You know what I'm saying? I would. Live to see this shit. We got electrical cars from the pop on deck. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We got the, the AI. We was fucking with the AI last week. You know what I'm saying? This shit's learning before my eye. This is crazy. They about to put AI in the robotic cops. The motherfuckers had to have full-blown conversations. Man, full cops. <laughs> Get your hands on the car. How was your birthday last week? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they know everything. You fucked around and stole off on the machine. The machine that called you a bitch-ass nigga and shit. I was like, nah, no. Machine, the machine see your ass. Look up your Facebook. <laughs> hey, see what you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what happens when you run and get away from the machine? Is it that the next time you mess around and fuck around and see that machine, it locks in and remembers you? <laughs> the next thing you know, nigga, you got to run again. Like, what, what kind of shit is going on in this world? So imagine that a robot walks into like a party. And people start cutting out the party. Robot like, cool. Like, I'm going to see all y'all niggas within seven days. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm I got a up. picture. You know what I'm saying? Like, facial recognition. That's, that's the thing, though. It got all of that. So if I rolled up on this thing, man, it got into a conflict. For whatever reason, I got to get into a conflict with a, ro- a robotic dog. 
You know what I'm saying? It's coming. And if we get to it, I, you know, I, I sprint off on You know, I might throw a couple of shots, push off and run and run and get away. Is it gonna be like the minute he see me, like like he he two blocks down, he look and see me lock in. Now I just look people. I'm just looking seeing the crowd part. This thing cup now, nah, man. I go to the crib. It follow me to the house. Knocking on doors and shit. Is it gonna be like a real dog has scent? It can follow smell and shit down. Goddamn, it's got them, it's got infrared, infrared. You know what I'm saying? Sight in the dark. I don't know what this shit gonna be doing, man. I'm paranoid. They gonna they gonna man. I'm over here thinking all, all scenarios going through my mind right now. Bro, you right know now. I'm... Hey, bro. After last week, the Matrix is real. It's <laughs> real. After messing with that chat, whatever that... Whatever, after messing with that, this shit's real, Ike. It's coming. They're going to put robotic parts on a real dog. Exactly. Now, you you, you run away, it's going to shoot your ass with a tranquilizer. Now, I'm going to keep it real. Like, my dog got a tore ACL. <laughs> Take this out, black man. Hey, for the people that's listening to this. Hold on. I didn't know a dog had an ACL either. I didn't know that. This is what the vet told me. And I'm like, oh. like a dog got an ACL? Like, yeah, they got an ACL. Like, okay. Snow got a goddamn toy ACL. Maybe they can prepare the ACL. You don't know. This technology shit is getting real, Aki. No, that's that's funny as hell. No, I hope your dog recovers quickly though. She good until she go outside and get to running in circles. Mm, yeah, it's, it's that lateral movement with the ACL. That's all. Sure. Uh, but let's keep it moving, Aki, because we do got a lot to talk about today. You know what I'm saying? I want to save a lot of time for uh, this uh, Freak Nick podcast documentary we're gonna do <laughs> <laughs> at the end. But uh, you know. But it switches topics to something serious. Uh, we do have the attempted murder of Ralph Yarl. Yeah. Kansas City, Missouri. Again, he was a 16-year-old black boy. Uh, band leader. Played, played. Uh, I think, it mm-hmm. was a saxophone maybe in his hand. Yeah. Uh, you know, from all appearances, a beautiful black child. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From a head come, come from a uh, very, you know, loving uh, African immigrant family. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, so first of all, speedy recovery and blessings and prayers to his family. Yeah. To him and his family. Most definitely. Um, and I think it goes without saying that a white man be, should be charged. And we know if he isn't charged, we know why. Yeah. Ain't no surprises here. We, yeah. We've been through this before, Aki. Been through this before. Long time ago. Been seeing this stuff for a while. I just say it like this, man. Um, you know, this young this young man seemed to have a nice prospect on himself. He went looking for his sisters or his two younger siblings. Um, went to the wrong street, right address or right address, but wrong street, and uh, approached the door. When he approached the door. Not run the doorbell from what it said, and I haven't gotten any, you know, any different type of details. But my man shot him. He One fell. Th- then he shot him again. Right. So you know, I'm saying, eighty year old white man. First of all, what the hell he doing with a gun at eighty years old? 
Ain't no telling what type of health situation he got going on. But at the end of the day, it's black men gone. You know what I'm saying? Kansas City, Missouri right now is, you know, as, you know, typical protesting for this. Um, but as like he said, you know, this is not something new to us. Um, we have never had a solid, progressive working relationship with the pigs here in the United States, really since we've been here. They were actually started to deal with us. And it also teaches me something here too, you know. Um, black boys, um, like black men, are seen and perceived bigger and older than what we are. Um, mm -hmm. They look at us, um, they look at a black boy like a black boy is a grown man. They see him as that. The threat that they feel is like that. Um, one, because they race it, you know, racism is a misandric aggression. So it naturally attacks the, um, the outgroup racial males. But um, in this right here, you just start to see how, you know, Something as innocent as ringing the doorbell is a threat. A threat to what? You didn't even have to answer the door. You know, um, it's fucked up, Aki. You know what I'm saying? That we still having to deal with this type of stuff. That we still having to interact with these type of things. You know what I'm saying? From these pigs. But, you know, as I said, he's not gone, he's still here. They say he's recovered. And so that's the best thing we can hope for and hope for that speed of recovery. Mm -hmm. But we also need to hope for justice and that justice is gonna come by this man being locked up and charged. It don't make no goddamn sense that he is still free right now. Unless they picking him up right now, he's still free. They took him down there for questioning and released them back home. They couldn't keep them down there because they didn't have no, because my man Jarl ain't dead, they didn't have no statement from him. And I don't even sound right based on law. Um, I know when it comes down to Negroes, we would have been charged on our way to jail, awaiting the trial, way before they made that decision. Right there. And if we shot a white boy or white girl for coming to our front door respectfully, not trying to rob nobody. Mm -hmm. I'm in jail. We'd be lucky. A hundred years ago, we'd be lucky to make it to jail. Exactly. Nigga, we know. No, as a matter of fact, it's like a hundred years ago, you'll make it to jail and they will come and get you out of jail. Yes. <laughs> yes. Fuck you, judge. We coming to get him. And they snatch you up, take you out and do what they gonna do with you. And we at a time now that that shit is not even gonna fly. May not be that extreme, but it ain't gonna fly. I mean, this shit don't make no sense right here, you know. But uh, as, you know, you said, We've been talking about this and seeing this for what, the last how many years, I can? Mm, too many. And this shit was going on long before us. As I speak all the time, we have no working history of good with the police. Ain't no good few years. 
Then is there any good era? Of, nah. there's, there's no there's no positive era nah. of black and police relations. This here, that's one of the statistics that's actually true. <laughs> that that we have never had a favorable opinion of police. Even when we had black police, when we had black police in our community, it's because when we went outside our communities, we had to deal with them. And we knew our, and we knew what our police officers in our hoods doing over there at that time. You know, eventually some of them bought into that uh that 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 gang. Well, unless they want to be the bottom feeder policeman or yeah. patrol person, they know they gotta go over and above any type of possibility that they show preferential treatment to their own. Yeah. You, you know, know what, what I'm saying? saying? So they gotta go over and above what the white folks are doing yeah. to black folk. Now, Aki, you seen something. I seen you know, something surprising. Aki. Yeah, you pointed it out to me. You know what I'm saying? I was ranting and raving about some other shit. And you was like, no, 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 no. You need to check this out then. When I seen it, it was like, well, I'd be damned. So what we got is we were watching an NBC segment on Ralph Yarrow's attempted murder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a segment we had just watched before that, we saw multiple black-led protests yep. for Ralph Yarrow mm-hmm. against racism, against police murder. Yep. NBC, seg- their segment on Ralph Yarrow only used stock footage or not, I won't say stock as if it's fake, but stock as if, it, like, they keep it in, this is part of their stockpile of protest footage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so the, all the protest footage they used to talk about this black boy's attempt, uh, the attempted murder of this black boy was from a trans rights protest. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we got some of the, I, I'll just read some of the signs uh, from it. Right? So y'all get an idea of uh, what we're talking about. So, you know, signs, uh, queer and trans blood will be on your hands. Uh, Protect trans youth. Trans rights are human rights. Rise up for LGBTQ youth. These are all different, you know, these are all shirts, photos, and flags from the different, you know, majority white protests they're depicting, LGBTQ protests that they're depicting. You know, and the biggest problem here, as we stated, is the fact that this guy's nothing at all to do with Ralph Yarl. Nothing. So it begs the question, just to keep it moving, is this a simple editing mistake? Did they just accidentally throw on these trans protest footage when there does exist new, fresh footage from this past weekend on Ralph Yarl that other news stations are using? You know what? I think we actually seen the answer to this. Remember when we was looking at the video earlier today and it talked about how the sexual movement and feminism was beginning to be associated with each other? Mm. What Black Lives Matter did is associated black male death, LBGTism. Right. So anytime you see that, that's just like a call for any, because most of our shit comes from black males dying. Right. Most of like, most of this stuff is usually black males dying. Not knock sisters, sisters go through it too, but the brothers is most of the time us that's hitting the news. So when they see that, that's like a call for everybody to garner up and get up. That's that coalition building. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which I'm not against, but this is what this has become. So every time you see 
us. But yeah, I think you're right. I think you're definitely onto something, Monkey. The fact that we know police murders, you know, 95 to 99 percent of them every year are black men and boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I I, I definitely kind of get what you're saying. You know, yeah, I'm not saying it's that way, but that's how it looks. Mm-hmm. It's like they associate. Now they're associated mm-hmm. together. Yeah, and one of the biggest critiques that we got of Black Lives Matter is the fact that y'all didn't create a movement that addressed the basic problem that black people were complaining about. Yeah. They try to make it about every all this white gender theory intersectionality yeah. stuff. Yeah. That uh didn't originate from the black community. They it, did that. Black Lives they, Matter. Yeah, they did that. So yeah, I agree. Black Lives Matter helped murky up the waters in terms of, yo, know, the murder of uh, you know, LGBTQ people and the murder of black boys by police, these are synonymous issues you yeah. know because we have to attack everything at the same time yeah but what but, the but hell I got to do with this but but the, you're right these are not those aren't that's not a concrete political objective yeah that's not a political objective you can really win mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and the black community we wanted progress yeah we wanted something serious done about police murder against black men and boys mm-hmm. which is a basic problem we're facing yes but you know BLM and other college-educated Negroes, miseducated Negroes, as Carter G. Wooshin would say, you know what I'm saying? Of course, murkied up the waters and distracted and misled the people towards more identity po- politics. Uh, well, it was more of a way to you gotta understand something that, like, the white conservatives on Fox, even some, of those, even some of the white liberal conservatives over there on MSNBC, they, um, they erected that Mao thing. You know what I'm saying? It was them who brought in those Black Lives Matter movement personalities. Um, and just for note, did we find out if they got Benjamin Crump as a lawyer? And we need to. I'm thinking that they probably did because they mentioned that they have two... Did they say famous or well-known civil rights lawyers? I think they just said civil rights lawyers. You know, that, that that black brother's gonna be up in the mix somewhere. Think he's working with the establishment. Anytime he show up, is a check being cut on the side to shut niggas up. So we gotta watch him. But um, you know, it's just I, I just think it's like how that's how how it's become now for them. So when the media gets a hold. Of this, they don't know how to separate it. They put it all together because they came from the, they they liked the Black Lives Matter. They liked that was that was um, presentable for them. You know what I'm saying? And they malhashmogged it all together. They put it all together, so you just can't really talk about uh, black death or black police deaths. Death, you know what I'm saying? You can't really just go there. Now you can. We do, but. In the main media, they're going to associate everything else with it now. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. Um, divert The diversion of um, focus. Right. And you're hitting on so many good points, Aki. You mentioned how so much of racism is a misandric regression. Mm-hmm. And the black community innately kind of understands this by yeah. now. And uh, so, of course, we're suspicious of movements that don't align with that basic premise. And that's why you sort of don't see us out. Right. And, but 
the mainstream media, they love the fact that BLM came and murkied up the waters. Yeah. And now we're at a point where a black boy can be shot because he's a black boy by an 80-year-old white man. And the news can confidently show white people protesting for trans rights. Yeah. And with with no seeming contradiction. Yeah. None. And so we're talking about the effects of being colonized versus, you know, a, a white-led movement about identity. And we're supposed to treat, see them and treat them as congruent or, or the same or, or interchangeable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And is is that type of murkiness that distracts, confuses, complicates, and uh, you know? So I, I I see it. You know. So I, I'm guessing you can see y'all can understand what my take on it is. I see yeah. it as more deliberate. That I don't, I don't think a mistake like this is made just on accident. Uh, no, it's always it's totally it's totally deliberate. How much stock footage do they got? A Black Lives Matter protest could that they could have used. Black Lives Matter protests had a lot of that going on in there, too. That's true, but <laughs> these were protests focused on trans rights, it seemed. Because you didn't see no Black Lives Matter signs. Everything was was about LGBTQ. Wasn't nothing about racism on none of these signs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will. But racism and transphobia, these are just interchangeable issues all throughout U.S. history. Yeah. Uh, that's what they want us to believe and, yeah. and how they want us to treat it. And, uh, you know, that's no way to, you know, that's no basis for political organizing. But, uh, yeah. Weird stuff going on. Spooky spooky hours, as I like to say. Spooky hours, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, it's rough out here in these streets, man. People are <laughs> living it the best way they can, and they doing the worst they can sometimes. Weird scenario, but it's true. What we got on the agenda next, Aki? Uh, last thing, man. I'm about to, you know, I'm about to light this joint up. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to, I just want to hear from you, Aki. What's that? You know, tell us about your experience going to the 1995 Freaknik. Well, you know, how old was you? You know what I'm saying? Who'd you go with? You How see? you gonna jump straight into that? What'd you, you see there? You didn't even jump into the the, the documentary or nothing. You what documentary? Oh, the oh oh. <laughs> yeah, you went straight to the dirt. He went straight to the dirt. That's true. That's true. He went straight All to right, the so dirt. Let, let's back up a little bit. You right, Aki. You right. You right. You right. You right. <laughs> so, oh, there's an upcoming documentary on Freaknik. Yes, '94 Freaknik. Okay, in particular, it was a '94 Freaknik. Yes. Okay. The, I think it's going to be on the whole thing, though. I think it's the whole thing. But the 94 is the infamous. That's the infamous. Which you seen, you heard about the 94. That's why you went to 95. Yeah. <laughs> Got I wanted to go to the 94, but I was too young. <laughs> Got I, was able to, I was able to go to the 95. So, I was still too young. There's been a lot of discourse, to put it mildly, mm-hmm. on the upcoming Freaknik documentary. I don't know if it, even know if it's made yet. I yeah. think it might be released next year sometime type shit. Damn. I, I could be wrong. Yeah. But, uh, you know, check it out. We'll see. But anyways, there is an upcoming Freaknik documentary, and there's a lot of, you know, I guess gender discourse about it yeah. in terms of what can, we can expect to see. You know, we got some aunties copping please yeah. about their behavior. Yeah. Uh, whether it was recorded or not or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, people scared about what's going to be seen on these videos that they share. And I, yeah. I, I'm also wondering, like, can you really show people 
doing wild shit without their consent. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know what I'm saying? It's like, um, it's sort of like public video. Yeah, but Girls Gone Wild, there was some consent, like some informed consent involved. Yeah, but see, but, yeah, a nigga done. walking around with his. That's the point. That's the point. Cats was just walking around. This wasn't got just you. indoors. I got you. Yeah. This is like on Martin Luther, cars. Right. Jesus. And, and, <laughs> and it, yeah, so you're right. You, you can record in public and do that with that footage, yeah. whatever you want to. I get it. Yeah, I definitely get it. Everybody that. had their camcorders then because it wasn't no cell phones. It was number camcorders mm-hmm. and um, uh, phone uh, pictures. So, and just real quick, to sum up some of this discourse or conversation that came up, you know, it, it's, you know, you're about to see some of the, you know, some of your family members acting a certain type of way on both sides of the gender type of yep. thing. You know what I'm saying? Some debauchery. It's going to be some debauchery, Damn. you know. And, uh, you know, I think there are, I, I feel some expectation yeah. just because of the mod, contemporary feminist moment that we're in. The contemporary hypersexual moment that we're in, hypersexual feminism, both of them go together. Yeah. In the moment that we're in, I expect to see, you know, women's hypersexuality in this documentary be celebrated. Yeah. And black men's made as solely threatening in a way that uh, I'm not sure how, uh, how much, I, I guess I, I'll lean into that myself until I see it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I guess that's some of my expectations going into it. What do you think, though, Aki, about, you know, I guess some of the, what you've seen, the the conversation you've seen around Freaknik uh, documentary? Mean, I mean, I, hell, I'm just going to say it raw. People going to be shitty. They're going to be shitty to find out what their mamas and aunties was out here doing. Because even if they don't even see them on there, you see your mama and your auntie with the Freaknik t-shirt on from 94, mm-hmm. from 92, from 91. So you know she went. You know, then you go to Freak Nick Auntie? Yeah. Now, granted, I, it may not even be as graphic as the Freak Nick was. Um, what I can say is I do understand how some people can be a little scared. Um, I met people at that Freak Nick that are somebody now. Not superstars, but lawyers, DAs, a judge or two. You know what I'm saying? They doing big things now. Families, husbands, um, you know, a, a, a good, middle class, solid, black so, person. I can, you got to treat me like I'm ignorant. You know, because I don't be knowing shit, Aki. So what have these eventual lawyers... Politicians, judges, what was they doing at Freaknik that could? It sounds like these are things that could potentially harm their career. It's like. the gone, it's the girls gone wild black version. Uh-huh. It's black spring break. People, okay, the Freaknik was normally during spring break, and it was mainly frequented by the HBCUs and black students from colleges all over. So that's what, you know, like white, at the time, like white folks would go to Florida. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. Black people, we going to goddamn Freaknik. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what they would do. That was the college thing right there. Um, and, you know, it was big. This is, uh, 
Atlanta was popping at the time. It was crowded, but it wasn't as overcrowded as it is now. Mm -hmm. Like, it was still tradition there. And um, you hear the stories. You're just going to hear the stories. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think they're going to be surprised. Like, you know, people to spoil their sexuality there. Despoiled their sexuality? Uh, no, they explored their sexuality oh, explored. there. Okay. Um, it, 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 it's in that college age range. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So that's sort of when a lot of people be exploring with their sexuality. Um, people forget that there was also always a, a strong LBGT community down there. Mm. So it was always down there too. So it, it, it the Freaknik was hitting them too. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and... One of the, I think one of the things with the the the, the AIDS that's always been my predict my my thought pattern that Freaknik was one of the ways AIDS got so big in Atlanta, mm. um, and maybe even spread because people were literally getting so drunk, fucked up, doing all types of stuff, and going back home. You know, you may catch a, like this, somebody can catch twenty bodies in a week. Mm -hmm. It's available. You can catch 20 bodies in a week. Men and women. Men and women. You know what I'm saying? It was not hard. Very. It was very aggressive. Um, people coming from different places. You not knowing nobody. Some of these kids was gumming up there on their freshman year. Mm. So they were spring chickens. It yeah. was the first time. They never even left the little small town they was from. So them coming to something like that is like, Phew. hell, I was young. I was too young to be there. But I was there for different reasons. Mm -hmm. But I got to enjoy the festivities. So, what was your reason for going? <laughs> I went with some. I went. I was going with some goons, and we was going to get some money. Because if females are coming somewhere, you know what's gonna come? The niggas. And it ain't gonna be just the regular college boys that's coming. They ain't even getting no play. It's the dope boys that's getting the play. Cast is coming in the caddies and the Chevys and rolling on Vols and, and Lincolns and shit like that and got the gold teeth in their mouth. They getting to play. And, and and so those dudes coming, they coming down there with big, you know, at the time, drug money. You know what I'm saying? Money, period. So, shoot. That's how I ended up there. <laughs> Running with them cats. I wasn't supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? But, shit. Yeah. Was any licks hit? I, I mean, I, that I mean that 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 is confidential. Confidential. I did not come out like this. I went down there broke. I didn't come back broke. That's what I say. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's not that's not like a movie, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was a uh, it, it it it. Yeah, man. Like it's like a movie. I could see how people would be um, afraid. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you don't know. Like, like when you when you intoxicated and you moving around, you don't really pay no attention to that dude with a camera in his hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't pay attention. And the way shit was going there, you going to certain spots, bro. It was like public sex. Mm. Like it was like you can hit the corner and it's dude. A female and another dude. And they doing what they do to her. Right there. And it's another dude over there with a the camcorder. Like, 
And, and it's a crowd around. So this in the club or on the streets? This is in the club at nighttime. Like, because it was like everybody walking the strip. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's on the, on, on, in the public, it would be more in a car. Mm-hmm. So, like, you'll fuck around, walk by a car, and motherfucking they Getting it in. Getting it in. In the car. Four of them. <laughs> like literally four of them, you know what I'm saying? In the car, um, it was it it was wild like that. Um, was that everybody? No, I can honestly say there was plenty of plenty of people down there. Like especially for the, I'm speaking for the ladies that was down there, they was looking at this crazy shit, but they wasn't on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was plenty of them like that, but it was. If you was a virgin, you was not coming back one. Mm. You didn't, you definitely, you had no reason to come back from that one. And I can say this, as I wasn't a virgin when I went down there, but as a, a young man too young to go, really too young to be there, I didn't have no problem. Like, it was just like, because it, cause it was people from Atlanta that was my age that was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they, they, you know, it was plenty of us just being out the asshole. But um, yeah, it was wild. And I mean, you know, um, you got to think the strip club culture that was always prominent down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these dudes was coming down. They was going up in these strip clubs. A lot of the girls was coming down. They was going up in these strip clubs. Some of them, went, some people was getting what they would say getting turned out. It, it was just a lot going on at the time. You know, and it was probably like now I can imagine the, the the height of what was going on based on what I remember seeing. But just based on what I was in, just involved in, I know it was a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, seventeen year old eyes is yeah. different than a grown man's yeah, eyes. Yeah, grown man's yeah, eyes, I, grown man eyes. I mean, it was it was more about physicality and mm-hmm. trying to, you know, what I'm saying, get some money or get laid. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but. Yeah, like I, I met people there that I ended up being, you know, friends with. Um, face, not Facebook friends, but MySpace fans and shit like that. They went on, went with school, lawyers, you know, good careers, stuff like that. And so, I could imagine you feeling a certain way. You know, you 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 had that one experience. That could have been that one weekend. You could have been there for the last one on 95. Mm. You did that. You came back, got back on your books. So l- let me ask you this, Aki. Because, I mean, I'm I'm not big on parties. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not in that scene. I've never really been in that scene. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So in that, but, you know, uh, in, 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 that, in that small sense, I do have kind of like an outsider's perspective. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I, I guess, it, I'm, but I'm also seeing all this worry, kind of what you're referring to now, yeah. like this worry, like genuine worry, like and, and anxiety, even from people that didn't go, but about what's going to be depicted. You know what I'm saying about uh, black men and about black women. Well, I'm gonna you know tell you, what I'm saying that's the generational talk shit to the younger generation type stuff. So, like, we'll often speak about how when we were younger, we didn't act like that. Mm. We didn't do that. But the reality is it's the same debauchery that we talk about right now. It was going on back then. So l- let people me- just didn't know because there was no cell phone. Right. You had to be there to know 
Like, you had to be from that culture in the South or the college culture to really be like, oh, nigga, I want to go to Freaknik. You know what I'm saying? People turned you on to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't no exclusive thing, but it wasn't like no social media. So unless you went, you didn't see what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it wasn't like it was videos, you know what I'm saying, circulating around Freaknik 90, you know what I'm saying, such and such, such, such. Wasn't stuff like that. You get you a T-shirt, you know what I'm saying, coffee mug, a hat. I had a hat, you know what I'm saying? Um, but not everybody, you know what I'm saying, just wasn't big, but a good bit of what we, our culture, come out of that. Like, like not our culture, but what we know today of how we, the stuff we see with the over-sexualization and things of that such nature, I think a lot of it got roots right there. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of it, because a lot of that comes out of the um, strip club culture. Pimp hole culture. Pimp hole culture. That was big down there. The pimps, the, the pimps was big down there. Pimps was getting paid. Because they can, you know what I'm saying, all these people coming in from out of town, they look over there in the corner, see some little, you know what I'm saying, dude ain't doing nothing. Same one of the girls over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it it was, then it was colleges down there. You see what I'm saying? You got Morehouse right there. You had frat parties going on. Sorority parties going on. Step shows popping off. You know what I'm saying? I think it was a game that was played that week. Like, a, like a, I don't know if it was a homecoming or something, but I think yeah. it was a game played that week. But I never went to the game. But, like, it was mad parties, step shows. It's just, like, the street can be two lanes. You know what I'm saying? And say, for instance, if you had a motorcycle and you was going straight across them two lanes, by the time you got across them two lanes, you probably had about four or five people on your damn motorcycle. Hmm. Like, um, some of it now, I would even say I would be disgusted with because I don't just don't like people. I don't like that type of, it wasn't it was like a woman to come up to you and just get to rubbing you down. You don't even know. Mm-hmm. Rubbing on your shit and all of that. You don't even know. You're like, I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? But at the time, you know what I'm saying? But now I would, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like, I don't even know you. You know what I'm saying? That ain't attractive. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you this question. If the documentary that that comes out framed the debauchery, the umbrella of debauchery, as mainly black male initiated and manipulated, would that be an assessment you would agree with? Hell no. Why why not? Because I seen it firsthand. If it was anything that was manipulating something, it was money and sex. That's what was being manipulated down there. So my question, like, I expect to see a lot of, like, these are men that are coercing drunk women. You know, I think... I I expect a lot of the debauchery to be explained that way. Maybe I'm just too... It will be explained that way. Okay. But the reality is it was drunk men and drunk women taking advantage of each other. Of each other. Yeah, that's just what it was. You know what I'm saying? It was drunk men and drunk women taking advantage of each other. Um, from the from the level of uh, males, yeah, males was coming down there. They was running across females. They was drunk. They was drunk. You you went down there knowing it wasn't like you went down there scheming to take advantage of somebody. You went down there knowing that that damn it, the shit's finna be loose. 
I mean, it was a den of iniquity in, out there. It was, I mean, you know, it, this, it, it was a sexually charged atmosphere. Yeah, like you knew nine times out of ten, I'm going to run across something down there. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like... Oh, 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, it was like one of those type things. Like, it's a lot of females in Atlanta. Yeah. And I'm and I, I saw I don't like to just speak from... Because there's, there's a lot of males down there, too. And it was a lot of males coming in from other places. So you got the locals, and then you got the... You know what I'm saying? Hitting the city at the same time. I mean, um, like I say, the way... Sometimes I think... And I think that the the, the people that went to it that have a problem with it, they're going to have a problem with it because, you know, of where they think and how they are now. Mm. But this generation, looking back at it, I don't necessarily think that they're going to look at it bad. In a sense... Talking about my generation and younger? Yeah. Okay. Looking back at it, Uh. because guess what? They, 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 we living in that. All that stuff is celebrated now. It's a lot celebrated of that stuff is cele- now. Celebrated so they now. just gonna be like, well, my mom, all that bullshit you was telling me back in the day is nothing. Y'all was doing the same thing too. You know? Now, really, you should have known. If it's four of you and three baby daddies, you should have known. <laughs> but, 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 um, I don't think they gonna even approach it. The, the youth is gonna approach it like that. I think the, the family is. Like the the mamas and the daddies are like, I don't want my girl to see, you know what I'm saying? Because like, think, imagine, dude could have went to the freak nick, went to the freak nick. After that, had a life changing event, gave his life to the Lord, went to the mosque, came with him, ma'am, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Became the leader of a flock, been teaching for the last thirty some years, you know what I'm saying? It might have built for sure. Built the name for himself as an honorable person, you know what I'm saying? I mean, some of the best ways to see what's faulty. In society, is to experience it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, experience is one of the best teachers. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't honestly. Let me say it wrong. I don't really hear many men protesting this. Like, far as like, oh, I don't want that to be seen. Yeah, I, I don't. I, 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 I haven't saying. seen any males like. You know what I'm saying? That's from that era that went. That's like, I don't want my, you know, want people mm-hmm. to see this or whatever. You know, it was the time that's what was going on, you know, and. It, it, yeah. And, uh, and people got to understand, Freak Nick only lasted for a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It really only lasted for like a week. It wasn't like it was something that went on all. It's like a Mardi Gras type thing. Went down for a week, and then you went back to your regular life doing what you do. You know, um, and that's wild, you know, but a lot of pregnancies came out of that. Thus, I hate to say it, a lot of abortions happened through that. Because people was going down there, they was doing their thing. Um, you go back, you you came from Colorado down to Atlanta for freak need, But you ended up going back to Colorado with a baby in your belly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you don't know who you got it from. Because you, you know, you was just, you know, having a good time. And I could imagine that it's probably some brothers who got some seeds. Potential seeds out here. And don't know they even exist. One, because it ain't even on the mama. The mama just don't even really know who you is. She ain't, you know, it, it happened on the night. You know what I'm saying? And to be real with you, it may be between you and four other motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. 
know what I'm saying? It's like weird. It, it, that's that's the when you look back at it now, you like I I now I know some shit was going down. You know, and it, I mean, it, it, I, like I say, I don't think the youth is gone. Really judge that. I just think the people who went to that or the people that came from that era is going. They're afraid of how they're going to be judged, and that's because we don't really project, really the real about even our own experiences as young people. You know what I'm saying? Like we try to make it like, oh y'all just so over sexualized and stuff like that. Nah, nigga, where this was going on at, it was there. That's that Atlanta. Miami, them two places right there changed the game. You know what I'm saying? Because that 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 strip club culture, that 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 shit right there. You know what I'm saying? That's where the boss bitch thing came from, and and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Them girls was up in them strip man. If you working in the strip club on on a freak neat week, fifty thousand dollars easily. 50,000. You may get a hundred. Do you know what I'm saying? Everybody was in one. Like, do you know what I'm saying? So, all of that, the, the, the hair, the nails, you know, celebrities was coming down there. You see Tupac at the Freak Neek. You see Luke at the Freak Neek. Too Short at the Freak Neek. Niggas coming from New York. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody was coming to the Freak Neek. Niggas was like, Wu-Tang here. I didn't see them, but they were like, they here. You know what I'm saying? Everybody went down there. It was it was just like so. The way Atlanta is now is a hub for black people. It the Freaknik was a hub. Freaknik is what made black people fall in love. I mean, it was always black people there, but it it's what gave Atlanta that nostalgia. So by the time I was graduating high school, people was like, "You want to make something for yourself? Go to Atlanta." And that, that still exists today. Yeah, if you want to see some shit black people, go to Atlanta. It it built around that because it was a lot of black business and success in Atlanta. It was. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like, far as for the hood, shoot, niggas like, man, it's hot, man. Dudes, if you went down there before, if you ain't had no woman, and you can't find no woman where you at. <laughs> You go to Atlanta. You gonna find you a match. You gonna find you a match, cause it's it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of women mm. down there. I, I can't even find. It's a lot of women down there. You know what I'm saying? And, and you going down there and you ain't um uh, straddling the fence. You know what I'm saying? You you straight? What they call cisgender male? Yeah, you ain't gonna have no problem. Not to say that they desperate or nothing like that, because they getting it down there, but it's just more of a thing of that. So maybe that's maybe people are anxious, women is anxious about the footage coming out, because it's going to show how easy they gave it to men, where the women now, the young women nowadays, like, nah, I need a bag for that. You got to hit my cash out for that. Yeah. And yeah. Freaknik, it was a lot more of a, you, yeah. you fine as hell, let me give up all the goods, you know, and because uh, I'm horny. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, 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 which is a completely understandable thing, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, eras of my life where I was led by that. Yeah, but even without being a party goer, you know what I'm saying? But uh, it was the dark side to it. It was like rapes. That that's one of yeah. the things that sort of ended. Mm. I think that that a lot of incidents of 
and I, I mean, hell, damn, I'm implicated in this, but rapes and robberies. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, money came down there. Mm-hmm. So with the money came robbers. Mm-hmm. Cats gonna come, they they looking, they hunting. Oh, you on Vols? Just you was just in the strip club making it rain? Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So that thing, that that type of stuff was going on too. And and like I said, it was rapes too. Like a couple of girls got snatched up. It was a couple of situations like that typically happened, you know, like on certain like campuses and stuff. Went to a party. You know what I'm saying? Kicking it in the party. We got too drunk. Somebody put some drugs in the drink. You know what I'm saying? And that type of thing was going on. Then it was just like straight take it rapes. It was some gang rapes that I remember like actually hearing about. You know what mm. I'm saying? So, um, and then it was some sexual encounters that I seen with people in the public or in clubs that I don't know what that was. Mm. Just, it was just going down. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like a, like it was some spring break shit. Like, uh, like I, I'm, I remember this vividly. A girl had a white shirt on. She was bent over a Jeep Cherokee. And the dude was having sex with her from behind. And the car was surrounded with people. Because hmm. I had to go through the crowd to see what was going on. And we were surrounded by people. Hmm. And she did not look like she... She looked like she enjoyed it. Didn't look like she was being forced. Um, and when he got done, and she got done, and she went with her homegirls and they walked up the street. Like, like nothing really, you know what I'm saying? Girl, you out and nothing. And she walked up the street. Mm. That's just what it was. He put his shit on and got with his boys. And when, when you know what I'm saying? And it, it was casual. But I could imagine for the growner people, it was ducats involved. Like the mature mm. people, it was ducats involved. Because them strippers, they was getting, they was getting that paper. <laughs> For sure, and you know, I, I can't help but I, I I know of no Freaknik style party that was the rage of black college students, say in the '60s and '70s, Mm-mm. when we was a more revolutionary, radical generation of young people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, just for the political analysis, I don't see. I, I no, let me let me make it a positive statement. I see the subsequent generations of black people, including my own, becoming more and more hypersexual since the 60s and 70s. In part, it's a traumatic response to, I guess, thus far, the inability of black people to form a movement to free ourselves, to be some vital type of cultural, social, political component of our lives. You know what I'm saying? And the only way you can just be so caught up... caught up in sex and hypersexualization. I think a big part of that is one well I, I guess it's, it's the same thing. You've lost touch with your culture. You've lost touch with y- your culture is becoming frayed. You know and, and uh, modern society has a tendency to do that. It's yeah. not just the defeat of the black power generation. Mm-hmm. It's also techno- modern technology. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, TVs and, you know, TVs capture people's attention and make them fascinated with certain things that might be against their interests, especially yeah. the people controlling the televisions 
are against your interests. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And this is what we've seen from the young generations that were born of the Black Power generation and, and those that came after. You know, mm -hmm. we're dealing... And, and so I, I do see my generations and even the younger generations of me being even more and more hypersexualized at a younger and younger age. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, you know, part of not only our political defeat, but, I mean, the, our political defeat entails a losing of control of the institutions that affect our lives. Yeah. We, we lost some control of the institutions that affect our lives. So. And before it became um, Atlanta, the other uh, college gathering spot for spring break was up, actually up north near us, mm. to Michigan. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that came from that wealthy black class that came out of um, Detroit. And there's a beach up there. I forgot the name of the beach. But that's where the kids used to go. The HBCUs used to go for spring break. That was like in the 60s, uh, maybe even 70s. But I know, I think the Freaknik started in like 90. I think that was the first year of the Freaknik. Mm. Maybe. Um, pretty much, you can trace Uncle Luke. <laughs> that's 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 his his thing right there, and I think they had one in Florida too. Mm. Now it wasn't a freaknik, but they had a festival in Florida that was similar to it, you know. Um, but um, you know, I just say hey, you know, it sh it it shows that hey, even myself, I could say this that my experiences and what I seen when I was. 17, 18, 19. You know, now that I'm a grown-ass man, I done seen them repeat themselves many times. I done seen the same situation, the same scenario, the same type of people. So even in myself, at the time, I think that some of, we always had a, a over-sexualized aspect in our community, or, or section in our community. Um, it was normally isolated to the sectors that most people and the majority of people didn't involve themselves with. You know, that strip club culture, that prostitute culture, that type of thing. Um, we live in a time where all of that is mainstream. Oh, not the new strip club right there on Instagram. That's the point. It's all mainstream. It's all capital. It's all, it's a whole different ball game. It just evolved. So, Really, during the Freaknik time, the Freaknik was the first time you could see that maybe in public. You know what I'm saying? But then I'm like this. Go to a carnival. Go to a carnival in New York. When the Puerto Ricans and the Dominicans and the Cubans come out. It goes down there, too. Mm -hmm. And the most infamous ones is when you go down to Brazil and places like that. And you see those type of things. So it's something globally, I guess, happening. Um, but with us, I just think it's came out of those dark sectors that it used to be in, and now it's mainstream. And we're promoting it like this culture. It's not global, though. We can't say it's global, because can you could you imagine this occurring in the Muslim world? No. 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 Now, I'm thinking to myself, because I think about Brazil, I think about the islands, and then uh, the Congo. And Uganda has one. Not a freak, Nick, but it's just this big music festival. And they just out. And they have all their, their best artists from their country come. And you hear the same stories of the things that take place there. 
You know, it's a place for the youth to come and things of that such nature. Um, I just say globally because it's it has it, certain people do it, certain people don't. I don't think China got nothing like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, I know Europe gets into shit like that. They just do it on a whole different. You don't see all that. Um, but they do it out in the open too with day spring breaks and stuff like that. Two th one thing that immediately strikes me, we mentioned the Muslim world and Chinese people. Yeah. Both groups are very ethnically, I guess, like cohesive in a way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of cohesiveness, a lot of regiment, a lot of yeah. stability yeah. in terms of culturally what's expected and enforced. Mm -hmm. And um, are these other places straight colonized? If, if not physically, mentally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's going to be hard for black people to introduce discipline and regiment and stability back into a chaotic, hypersexed, hyper sugared, hyper social media people. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, It's a little different now. Mm. Back then, they were just having some fun. Mm. Being undisciplined. Um, may have been doing some amoral things. Now, with the advent of the internet, it's a different ball game. This is happening every day, all day. Um, I don't know of too many female rap artists that don't sell over-sexualization. I do know of some. They're probably some of the better MCs and they're not respected as such, or they are respected as such, but the emphasis isn't put on that these days. Um Yeah. And I, I, I definitely hear what you're saying, Aki. I think now nowadays we live in a situation where an unmarried 17-year-old black boy or girl with 10 bodies. It, let's say a girl, you know, that's uh, celebrated. You know, a 22-year-old yeah. woman with 50 bodies yeah. is celebrated. Instead, I mean, previously in our culture, that would be like, no, that's a cause of concern. Five you know, is high. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh... You still have five niggas. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, like, culture was... A lot of culture is about providing some structure to that those type of affairs. Yeah. You know, and because and, and I I think culture uh, many cult not every culture but many cultures, you know, warn against that type of behavior, I mm. think because of the detrimental effects it has on an individual, on a community, on a family. Yeah. yeah. On you know, on on the collective. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to harness. It's hard to control and harness our sexual energy. Yeah. It's the hardest thing we have to do as humans, probably. Yeah. But that is what is in front of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the most important process. We do gotta have some control. If you listen to, if you listen to the academy, if you listen to modern society, they say don't worry about any regimentation. 
Just live free. We have the technology that will back you up. Yeah. Abortion, birth, whatever. Yeah. Regardless of how this is affecting your soul, there's no regard for it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it is hard what we got to do. It's not even work a nigga like me necessarily want to do. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me just like, I, I ain't going to say like every man, but there's a part of me that want to slang it everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But is that the best way to conduct one's life and to, you know, contribute to what you want? You know, or is this yeah. all just about personal liberty and fuck it all? Yeah. Uh, you know, some people see no, some people see no uh, connection between the two—a person's sexuality and politics, or the community, or society. But you know, I allege that there is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the only thing for me, if the people is still out there doing this, and that's another thing too, it makes you pry now into what you really into, Auntie. We seen you on video kissing girls. Hmm. What you really into? You know what I'm saying? Since those questions, some people don't want to face the point of what they are really into. Meaning they just may be that dignified judge or that dignified lawyer. And they working in a nice dignified spot on Wall Street or whatever. And such things as that. Nobody know what you get into and all that freaky stuff you get into when you get in your closed doors. But now they may have a little bit of hint. Because you spoke about Freak Neek before. And just, yeah, we used to go to Freak Neek when I was in college. And nobody really knew. You know what I'm saying? That's how it normally would go. I would see people sometimes in jobs I've worked, they would speak about it. Yeah, man, they don't do the Freak Neek no more. I ain't get to go. You know, they never seen it. And I think the unspoken thing there is not just that all folks was wild back then. But I think the unspoken thing on both sides a lot of times is, oh, folks, you you was engaging in some negative behavior. Yeah. Well, let's be real. I'm going to keep it real. When I, when the guys talk about the freak neat, we never talk about it negative. Mm-hmm. In a sense of, like, did we enjoy ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, now if brother's a preacher, minister, whatever, you know, he may, you know, of course, you know, that was back in my days when I wasn't, you know, living the life. Mm-hmm. Now, females, different ball game right there, player. That's a different ball game because they're not going to just be telling you what they was doing. That's not in, you know, mm-hmm. female energy just be the dumb saying. Guy was down there doing this. Girl, you remember we went down to Freak Neek? Such, such, such. Girls probably down there to Freak Neek and went down and had experiences with other female friends. They had experiences together. And they would get back and never talk about that shit. They will never. They they won't tell nobody that you was over there doing what you was doing, like. So, like I said, the response from the men is a lot different than the response from the woman. The men is just more like, y'all just gonna see how we was getting down back then. <laughs> you know, that's just what it was. You know, the ladies is like, nah, this could hurt my career, or they don't want that. They they think I think they looking for a potential shame. To come mm-hmm. And it ain't And my, I don't think It's gonna be no shame Really You know I mean and I'm not saying I'm not hoping For no shame You know what I'm saying But I don't think It's gonna be no shame For this Nah I don't think They got too much To worry about um, Unless you really Really up there And Use some footage of you 
doing some serious stuff, they can only go so explicit on this. You know what I'm saying? But like, Gerard, like, we caught you during Freak Nick. We caught you four days during the '95 Freak Nick. Wearing the same outfit, I keep like. Hey, hey. <laughs> the footage. Like, nah, I'm gonna keep it real. The footage revealing shit like that would be funny. Yeah, now, now, I'm gonna keep it real. Uh, yeah, you had to be on point down there though, because uh, everything was fresh down there. I imagine everything was fresh down there. You know what I'm saying? You had to go down there and buy outfits and buy shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, just to make sure you stayed fresh down there. That's um, not about right. But it was good, though. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, man, I don't think people gonna really trip about that. I just think the ladies, and, and, and it's like, it lets you know what has been missing for a long time. The shame. Yeah. In that sense. Now, yeah. you see the importance of it. Like, I'm not saying shame is always good, but it's a certain level of shame that you need that, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm I'm. I don't, like I said, I don't think it's going to be that explicit to be able to show the real stuff that'll make your kids be like, you know what I'm saying, mama for real? You know what I'm saying? I don't think they going to go there, you know, um, like some of the shit I saw. I don't think they're going to go there. That's some shit that's on World Star Hip Hop. That's some shit that you see. <laughs> for real, that's some shit. The shit the freak niggas, some shit you see at World Star Hip Hop. Maybe a porn hub, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. You was not gonna just. You didn't see pictures. There was no my, you know, MySpace wasn't that all, all that together yet. Um, Facebook wasn't around. None of this shit was around, so it wasn't nowhere for this stuff to really travel like that. So if they got footage, they're gonna be having camcorder footage, which was was a lot. It was a lot of camcorder and cameras down there. Mm. Dudes was, I mean, they was out. They was on top of their cars. You know what I'm saying? That's when the Sony small joints had just came out. The motherfuckers about that. You always see them in the videos. Yeah, yeah you always small. see, you always see niggas. Yeah, you, you see niggas with the camcorders. Put the VHS in there and let that thing go. Get footage of everything. They may have a couple of footage of me in the strip club. We're going to keep that around. Akita G does Magic City, 95. <laughs> Word nah, up. nah, but uh, I say look out for the uh, documentary, y'all. If you uh, choose to check it out, be free. Oh, yeah, you we'll know? definitely review it whenever it come out. You know what I'm saying? Check it out. Uh, I hope I didn't deter anybody. I mean, I just call it for what I was when I experienced it. Now that I look back at it, yeah, we was doing a lot of debauchery down there. It was, it was real. Um, not everybody lived that lifestyle. Not everybody stayed doing that. Some people went down there and they did get turned out. And went through bad form. Some people went down there and just had a weekend and went back to business, getting shit done and becoming great in life and all that other type of thing. So, um, you know, um, who am I to judge? Only a community can judge, you know. And um, it is what it is, Aki. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to keep it moving, you know what I'm saying? And I uh, hope you all enjoyed this episode. We're going to catch you all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.